0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It is Maddie and Ethan for another episode of the Vine to Mind podcast.
1: That is right, Maddie. And we are going back to our trivia series. On this episode, we are focusing on South America. Good luck, and we hope you enjoy.
0: So, Ethan, South America.
1: You know, I love my ceviche, Maddie.
0: Ceviche, I love empanadas. And you know what I, I've heard before too? Is that down in Peru, they eat fried guinea pig.
1: I've heard that as well. You know, I had a, I've never been, I want to because of my ceviche fix, mm. but I'd probably try it.
0: Yeah, I think you can try everything once at least. But no. I wonder what wine would go with fried guinea pig.
1: <laughs> it's probably why they drink a lot of distilled beverages there.
0: Fair, fair. I right, don't <laughs> knock it till you try it, I guess. It's true. So should we get into it?
1: Let's do it. Now, folks, just a refresher of the rules. We're giving four rounds, five questions per round. Your fifth question of each round is going to be your reserve question worth double the points. We say just one point per correct answer. Do as you wish with your points. Like I always say, if you get 100% or even above a 75%, go treat yourself to a nice bottle after this.
0: Absolutely. So, round one, question one. In Chile, what grape was mistaken as Merlot before DNA evidence proved it is actually something else?
1: Question two. What is the leading red grape variety in Uruguay?
0: Question three. What is the name of the oceanic influence that cools down most of the vineyards in Coquimbo, Chile?
1: Question four, let's stay in Chile, Maddie. Itata Valley or Limari Valley? Which one is located the furthest north?
0: Alright, and for question five, this is the reserve question worth double points here. The Altura Maxima vineyard sits at 10,206 feet above sea level in what Argentinian region? Give you guys a few moments here to wrap up your answers, and we will review. All right, let's go over the answers, guys. Round one, question one. In Chile, what grape was mistaken as Merlot before DNA evidence proved it is actually something else? And this is Carmenere. So Carmenere is actually a grape that's kind of the forgotten grape of Bordeaux, you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got this kind of green funk to it. Spicy. It's very spicy. Yeah. But there's some really beautiful expressions of Carmenere made down in, um, in Chile.
1: I love them. All right. Question two. What is the leading red grape variety in Uruguay? The leading red grape of Uruguay is Tanat. Also, a French variety that you find sort of in southern, southwestern France. You don't see a lot of. Here it is actually locally called Harige.
0: Question three. What is the name of the oceanic influence that cools down most of the vineyards in Coquimbo, Chile? This is the Humboldt Current.
1: Question four. Itata Valley or Limari Valley? Which one is located the furthest north? Well, that is... Lamari Valley,
0: and for the reserve question here, the Altura Maxima Vineyard sits at ten thousand two hundred and six feet above sea level. In what argentinian region? That is Salta, or more specifically, the Molinos subregion within. That is high up there.
1: That is very high in elevation. I mean,
0: to put it into reference, in Napa Valley, we're planting grapes. The highest is just over two thousand feet.
1: I still get car sickness when I drive up to the, one of those vineyards.
0: Yeah, I absolutely. I can't imagine up there. 10,000? No <laughs> kidding.
1: All right. Let's get started with round two. Round two, question one. What highly aromatic grape is the leading white grape of Argentina?
0: Question two. Between Argentina and Chile, which one qualifies their wine growing regions as BOs?
1: Question number three, what South American country is listed as third in total wine production?
0: Question four, under Chilean labeling laws, a producer can designate their wine based on east to west geography. Which term is furthest east?
1: And for question five, your reserve question for round two. What Brazilian wine-growing region experiences a subtropical climate and is famous for having two harvests a year? Could you imagine the amount of labor that takes?
0: No kidding. I have
1: a hard time picking out the Meyer lemons twice a year. Can you imagine doing grapes?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work. A little more wine.
1: Exactly. Take your time. Review all your answers. We'll them in just a moment. Starting with question one. Question one, round two. What highly aromatic grape is the leading white grape of Argentina? That is the very floral, highly aromatic, almost smells like grape juice itself, Tarantes.
0: Absolutely. This is incredibly floral, Ethan. It is very floral. And a lot of
1: times they are grown in these really high elevation vineyards found in like Salta or mm-hmm. Cafayate or Molinos. Great wine, folks, and great for the price.
0: And honestly, a lot of people will, when they're blind tasting this, they often go with Gewürztraminer mm-hmm. because that's also very floral. But the thing about Torrontes is that it actually has that nice acidity that Gravert sometimes lacks.
1: Benefits from the high elevation.
0: Exactly. All right, question two. Between Argentina and Chile, which one qualifies their wine-growing regions as DOs? That would be Chile. Remember, for Argentina, their highest regions are going to be DOCs.
1: Question three, what South American country is listed as third in total wine production? Believe it or not, that is Brazil.
0: It's a big country.
1: It is a huge country. A lot of the winegrowing regions are found, of course, in the temperate zone, so southeastern part of the country.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, now question four. Under the Chilean labeling laws, a producer can designate their wine based on east to west geography. Which term designates the furthest east. That is going to be the Andes. So from west to east, it's going to be Costa, Entre Cordilleras, and Andes. The reason they do this is because there is, although it's pretty narrow there and it doesn't cover a lot of space, there is a dramatic shift from west to east.
1: And for your reserve question of round two, what Brazilian wine growing region experiences a subtropical climate and is famous for not having just one, but two harvests a year, and that is Valle del San Francisco. Now, opposed to most of the other regions where they're found in the southeastern part of the country, this one is located in the northeastern part of the country. A lot hotter, as I mentioned, two harvest a year, which is very uncommon in wine growing. This place specializes in both elegant still wines, but some fantastic traditional method sparkling wines.
0: All right, guys, we are halfway through. Moving on to round three, question one. Argentina has two DOCs. Besides Lijuan de Cuyo, what is the other?
1: Question two. Name one of the two zones within the Rapel Valley subregion of Chile.
0: Question three. If I were to drink a red wine from Mendoza, Argentina, I would most likely be drinking a wine based on what grape variety?
1: Question four. What is Brazil's most established viticultural region?
0: And question five, the last question, the reserve question of round three. Bodegas Caro, Located in Argentina, is a collaboration between Bodegas Catena Zapata and what prestigious French chateau? Alright, give you guys a little bit here and let's review the answers. Round three, question one. Argentina has two DOCs. Besides Le Juan de Cuyo, what is the other? The other is San Rafael both of which are going to be located within Mendoza.
1: Question two. Name one of the two zones within the Rapel Valley subregion. Well, those are Cachapoal and Cochagua.
0: All right, question three. If I were to drink a red wine from Mendoza, Argentina, I would most likely be drinking a red wine based on... Malbec, of course. I think a lot of you guys probably have enjoyed some Malbecs from Argentina before, specifically Mendoza. Um, Mendoza is the heart of Argentina's wine production. I think it's around 75% of the country's wine production.
1: Question four. What is Brazil's most established viticultural region? Well, that is Gaúcha.
0: And for the reserve question of round three. Bodegas Carro, located in Argentina, is a collaboration between Bodegas Catena Zapata and what prestigious French chateau? That would be Chateau Lafitte Rothschild.
1: Delicious. I
0: would love to try this wine.
1: I would as well.
0: I have a feeling it's probably not super cheap.
1: Let's get into the final round. So, what is the name of the most historic pink skin grape variety grown in Argentina?
0: That's a tough one, Ethan. It is. Question 2. Although there are grapes grown in the desert-like climates found in northern Chile, they are typically not used for winemaking. Instead, they are used to produce what famous distilled beverage?
1: Question 3. The high elevation vineyards of Argentina are often affected by winds that are known as what? Question 4.
0: What Chilean region surrounds the nation's capital of Santiago?
1: And for your reserve question for round four, your final round. If the red Argentinian wine that I am drinking says Gran Reserva on the label, I know that this wine has been Asian oak for a minimum of how many years prior to being released? Just give you a few seconds to review all of your answers And we'll go over them in just one moment. Starting with question one of the final round. The most popular historically grown pink skin variety in Argentina is referred to as Crayola Chica, which they actually still believe. I believe there's more of like a cult following with it now. I haven't tried it, but hey, maybe I will soon.
0: I could see that becoming like the new hipster wine or something.
1: Totally. Scoot over natural wines. Here comes Crayola
0: (laughs) Chica. (laughs) No kidding. All right, guys. Question two. Although there are grapes grown in the desert-like climates found in Northern Chile, they are typically not used for winemaking. Instead, they are used to produce a famous distilled beverage that is Pisco. And boy, do I love a good Pisco sour.
1: And they are delicious. So, Maddie, where did Pisco originate? Is it Chile or Peru? It,
0: that's a debate, Ethan. But I will say I prefer the Peruvian Pisco Sour because it has the egg white and I'm all mm. about a good foam.
1: Oh, and the Angostura bitters on top of that, of too. Oh, so good. All right. Question three. The high elevation vineyards of Argentina are often affected by winds that are known as what? Well, we talked about the Humboldt Current earlier in Chile, but here... The vineyards in Argentina are affected by the Zonda winds.
0: Question four What Chilean region surrounds the nation's capital of Santiago? That is the Maipo Valley. The Maipo Valley is a, is a heart for wine production in Chile. They're really known for their Cabernet Sauvignon here.
1: Santiago is a cute city.
0: Is it cute? Yeah, it's got <laughs> a lot
1: of colors on their buildings. I mean,
0: it's a little bit larger than just cute, but it'd <laughs> be fun to go visit. I agree.
1: And for your reserve question for your final round, if the red Argentinian wine that I am drinking says Gran Reserva on the label, I know this wine has been aged in oak for a minimum of how many years prior to being released? If it says Gran Reserva and it's a red wine in Argentina, it has to be aged for a minimum of two years. If it was a white wine saying Gran Reserva, it only has to be aged for a minimum of one year. Well, folks... We hope you did well on this one. I don't think this was that bad of a trivia game. Not too bad. It's a great way to learn about South American wines. Maybe you'll start appreciating them a little bit more. Drink more South American wines, folks. They are delicious. We just
0: had a Malbec, what, two or three weeks ago? hmm Really nice. That's a grape that I just do not drink enough of.
1: Let's go get some bodegas Caro and some Criolla Chica.
0: <laughs> there we go. How does that sound, Maddie? Yeah, we'll report back, guys.
1: Well, thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Vine to Mind podcast. Stay tuned to some future episodes featuring Madison, Ethan, and a bunch of stuff related to some fermented grape juice.
0: Bye, y'all.